What's going on, everybody? Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the worst division I've ever seen in my life in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've got the lock board another week of that. And we have a champion in the NBA. So we're going to discuss that also. Now, let me introduce you. (laughs) Hey, you were once a fan of them. (laughs) Uh, Let me introduce you now to the rest of our crew. What's going on, guys? It is Connor, the co-host with the most. And unfortunately, I a little bit of foreshadowing. I could not keep my streak of uh, not picking in the top two in the lockboard intact this week. So uh, kind of had a little bit of a down week, but I'm looking to turn it around. And uh, I think, honestly, I got the the best option when it comes to the NFC East when we're talking about teams later. So I feel pretty good talking about them about that. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Eric, your ranting co-host, but thankfully I don't have to rant on myself this week because I finally had a good performance in the lock board, and I'm actually back in this thing. So I <laughs> I know we were going all the way to the end of the NFL season. I figured the winning the contest and getting the gift card was pretty out of reach, but I actually have a chance now, so... Uh, pretty excited about that. As for the NFC East thing, uh, I'll do the best I can. I don't think it's <laughs> <so> confident, though. <laughs> More foreshadowing. Yep. Uh, Nate, you with us? Oh, there we go. Sorry, the okay. <laughs> internet was having a little bit of issues, but, <laughs> right. um, what's up, guys? Nate here, and, um, <laughs> like, I uh, like what Connor touched on earlier. Um, I'm actually not picking first for once tonight in the lockboard draft, so I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to talk about um, the comically bad NFC East tonight. So it should be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Com- comically bad is a good way to describe it. Yeah. So we'll start around the shield first. Um, and I'll let Connor kind of explain what we're going to do for this part of the episode and uh, why we're doing it. Yeah, so we, Zach and I kind of had a bit of a uh, discussion, like what we wanted to do for this week. And I figured, like, oh, what better time to, you know, <clears throat> we'll talk about the NFC East, especially since for a while there it was looking like the Giants were going to beat the Cowboys and the, the NFC East was still going to have a one win team in first place. But um, so what we've decided to do for this time around is that Zach randomly put our names into a generator, I guess, or something for yeah. which team we're going to talk about. So, like, that way, you know, like, you know, Eric's really familiar with the Cowboys, but, you know, he's gonna, he's not going to be doing the Cowboys, so he's going to have to come up with uh, something for the Giants. So, basically, we're each going to make a, since this division is still within reach, I mean, first and last are separated by two games, only five weeks into the season. So, each of us, Zach for the Eagles, Nate for Washington, me for the Cowboys, and Eric for the Giants, we're all going to make a pitch kind of like around five minutes like a shark tank pitch almost for uh yeah <laughs> why why our team will be the winner of the nfc east and we'll get that coveted uh number four seed in a maybe undeserving home playoff game uh when it comes to be that time so i guess i'll turn it over to zach since he is first to make his pitch for the philadelphia eagles yeah so i've got the eagles here we are Currently in second place in this horrid division, but there's optimism for the Eagles. 
And obviously, I could I could go on and on about how bad all these teams are. Like the uh, the the Cowboys uh, gave up thir- what was it thirty one or thirty four points to the Giants, who'd been averaging twelve points up until that week. So we know the cow. If you play the Cowboys, you're guaranteed thirty points. Um, so when the <laughs> Eagles have the Cowboys twice left on their schedule, they're guaranteed thirty points against the Cowboys. And the Cowboys don't have Dak Prescott anymore, so they're not going to be able to come from behind when they're down by 20 points and make it a scare. Uh, it's going to be stop Zeke. That's going to be the way you stop them. And the Eagles D-line is pretty good. Malik Jackson, Fletcher Cox have been having actually really good seasons. So He is not sucking uh, his own last name. <laughs> no, no, he's definitely not. Um, <laughs> it's a, bad, a super Zarkado Madden reference right there. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, but... The uh, the Eagles. Here's the thing: is um, the, all these coaches are bad in this division, but I think Doug Peterson is gonna. He's the only one with. Uh, I guess McCarthy's got a Super Bowl, but he's got a Super Bowl well, kind of. I, I would disagree with that because I think Ron Rivera is actually a pretty good coach. Well, I was talking about Super mm-hmm. Bowls, um, but uh, he <laughs> like Rivera hasn't won a Super Bowl as a head coach, but uh, but yeah, they they've got decent coaching. Um, Wentz, I think, is the best quarterback that's uh, in this division right now. He's better than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Alex Smith is starting, who got sacked like seven times and threw like 30 yards last week. He's starting for Washington football team. And then Andy Dalton, a castaway from Cincinnati, is starting for them. So as bad as Wentz has been, he's the best quarterback. I think that's what's going to get him the division. And even as bad as Wentz has been, they still have Miles Sanders, who's having a really good yards per carry this season. So the Eagles need to stick with the ground game. Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are hurt right now, but they're going to come back and help him. They still have Ertz on their team. So it's a not great situation for the Eagles, but they have the most talent, I think. And uh, they don't have a great schedule, but... They do play all these teams twice, except for the red, the football team. They have them one more time. But, you know, they say playing the Giants cures all your woes. So when we, when we play the Giants, we should uh, have our woes cured. Uh, but that'll that'll be it for my my time with the Eagles. Nate, you want to talk about the, uh, the football team? Yeah, so um, definitely a strange uh, situation here with the football team. Uh, at least at this point in the season, theoretically in contention for a playoff spot, they're um, behind the Cowboys for first place, and um, it's unlikely that they're going to be, you know, real legitimate contenders. But they they have a shot with how weird this division's been so far. They're um, one in four at the moment, and they have a decent schedule. They have a lot of the division games left, which is why I kind of have. You know, I'm giving them a chance here. They get to play the Giants twice um, in the next few weeks, which is a plus of the only team in the division that's um, been worse than them so far. Um, they get the Eagles one more time, and um, the Cowboys will probably be a tough matchup. They've at least looked competent in some of their games. Um, they've won twice, so anything can happen. But I think. More so than the talent they have on their team, I think the schedule ahead favors them pretty well. I mean, they have tough games with uh, likes like Seattle and a couple of NFC West teams. But other than that, it's um, fairly manageable for this Washington team. 
And I mean, they're not bad. We'll see how they do with, um, we'll see who they start at quarterback next week, whether that's um, Alex Smith or whoever. But um, hopefully, they'll be an upgrade over Dwayne Haskins and maybe um, be able to put some stuff together and make it into the playoffs. But yeah, that's kind of, we didn't really have a whole <laughs> kind of hard to look at this Washington team. There's not a whole lot on paper that shouts, oh, this, this team is going to. Um, you beat can out say the they, beat, they beat the Eagles. <laughs> that is true. I mean, they've already beat the Eagles once this year. So, I mean, I don't see why they can't do it again. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's mostly this how bad this division is, and they get to play. Um, I mean, you have three games against the Giants and the Eagles, which should both be really winnable. They got all the Bengals on the schedule, and um, even the Cowboys aren't a guaranteed thing this year. So, it could definitely get interesting with the scenarios here. All right, so now we'll have Connor talk about the Cowboys. His favorite yeah, team, so, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think, obviously, with the Cowboys, they're in, out of all four teams, they're in the best position right now because they're in first place. So even if it is just a two and three record, first place is still first place, and that's a guaranteed playoff spot if they were to start today. So um, I think the biggest thing the Cowboys have going for them is that, like, Yes, obviously they lost Dak Prescott. Like, he's, you know, done for the year with the ankle injury and, you know, everything like that. Hopefully he can come back and play at a high level. But um, I think, I mean, without a question, I think the Cowboys still have the best offense in the division. Um, You know, Zico Elliott is a great running back. They have the most dangerous receiving trio in the league with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper. Um Dallas Schultz has really come in as a tight end. Um, like he's stepped up a bit. So if he can continue to play at a high level, that just gives another weapon. And then obviously the offensive line is uh, really good. So, and I think when it comes to Andy Dalton, I, I don't know if you could find a better backup in the league right now than Andy Dalton. I mean, the guy was a starting quarterback for years, obviously, you know, he wasn't helped by the, I mean, he was never elite, but he also wasn't helped by the fact that he played on a horrible Bengals team and, you know, with one of the worst coaches of all time and Marvin Lewis uh, there for way too long. So, I mean, I should know considering how many times the Steelers whooped them. But um, it's, I think he's definitely, like I said, he's obviously not on the level of Dak Prescott, but he's definitely the second best quarterback in this division. And I mean, when, if at, at times he could be the best. I mean, Wentz has his horrible moments. I mean, I know he did really step it up in the third quarter uh, against the Steelers this week, but going into that game, he had the worst QBR in the third quarter besides Mitchell Trubisky, which anytime you're being compared to Mitchell Trubisky is not good. So, yeah, offense is still the best in the division, but obviously the downside, the defense, giving up 30 points a game pretty much, Um it's just they just need to shore that up. If they can just shore that up a little bit, then I think the Cowboys have a good chance to, you know, run away with this division. Obviously, they already used up one of their games against the Giants, unfortunately. So unlike the uh, football team and the Red and the uh, Eagles, they only have one more game left against the Giants. But um, they do have winnable games. Like they have one against Cincinnati. Kind of, I think everybody in the division is playing Cincinnati this year. Um, and I mean, they have the Cardinals this week at home. So if they can, you know, I said they can shore up that defense just a little bit, then I think the Cowboys could definitely uh, beat this division. I think really with this division, when I'm looking at the schedule, to me, it doesn't, I don't think 
or care as much about the other games on the schedule, just because I think a lot of these teams are going to lose a lot of their other games. I think it's going to come down to whoever can, you know, have the best record within the division. And I think the Cowboys have the best chance of that. All right, Eric, close us out here with the New York football (laughs) giants. The New York football giants who actually play in New Jersey (laughs) will go from worst to first. Susan, you didn't hear that. (laughs) You weren't supposed to hear that. (laughs) She's giving me the look of wrath right now. It's a good thing looks can't kill because I'd be dead. Um, (laughs) The New York Giants will go from worst to first. And here's why. Now, people I know are looking at the New York Giants' winless record, and obviously they have not gotten off to a good start. But if you look at the games they've played so far, other than that horrible, abysmal loss to the 49ers, most of their games have actually been fairly close. Like They haven't really gotten blown out in any of the games like maybe if one or two things i will admit i haven't gotten to really watch much of their games this year i don't pay too much attention to them but it looks like with some of their games you know just one or two things maybe went differently the other way they could actually have a couple wins under their belt so while they haven't won a game i'm looking at these losses and i'm thinking you know they have a lot of potential to win some games and another reason why i feel that i mean i know everybody's touched on the schedule it's obviously going to come down to how these teams do you know in their games against each other but the giants in my opinion have the most favorable upcoming stretch of the schedule because out of their next uh six games the only one that i feel like for sure would be a loss is against the bucks but they get the Washington football team twice, they get the Eagles twice, and they get, my favorite, the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. Uh, <laughs> so, out of those six games, five of those are very winnable. And even if they manage to just win three or four of them, just with as bad as this division has been, I think this gives the Giants a great chance now if i'm the giants coaching staff what i'm doing too obviously looking at the performances that eli manning jr i mean daniel jones has (laughs) had so far uh you know his numbers haven't been great and but he is a little bit of a underrated mobile runner like he's known to get some rushing yards and since his passing numbers haven't been the greatest so far, I would try to exploit that a little bit more if I'm the Giants. I would try to use that to my advantage. Just find some different, more creative ways to get the offense going. Because Kind of, kind of like Josh Allen in his rookie year at Buffalo? <clears throat> yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, the offense did finally get it clicking against the Cowboys. I mean, we know their defense isn't good, but they, you know, maybe this performance against the Cowboys, even though they didn't win, you know, maybe this performance can help them start elevating their game and, you know, start to get a, get a win or two and then keep the momentum going, maybe get a few more wins. 
and you never know. I mean, this even though the Giants are in last place right now, this division is very winnable. So that is my case for why the New <laughs> York football Giants will go from worst to first. <laughs> <laughs> round of applause. Round very of good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but okay, so you so you heard all of our pitches that we had to make. But before we move on to the next part of this, let's just um, let's just go through what we actually think. So I would, if I were to pick between these four, I'm I'm going to pick the Cowboys right now to win it. And something that Connor didn't say that I'll add to the point for the Cowboys is, I think it's really going to be an inspirational like play for Dak sort of a season where like they do it for Dak. Um, and like you said, it's going to come down to who wins the division games. And they're already 1-0, which is tied with Washington. So um, I think the play for Dak thing is going to be big for the Cowboys. But I would, I'd pick the Cowboys to win it. But uh, Nate, how about you? Are you sticking with Washington or are you going to change? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. I think obviously Dak's out, but Andy Dalton is not. <laughs> Yeah, an awful quarterback. I mean, he was solid with the Bengals, and this Cowboys team is more talent than most of those Bengals teams he was on. So, I'm, I mean, this division, I don't see why they can't at least make the playoffs and win the division. Uh, Connor, you going to stick with yours? No, I'm actually not going to stick with I'm, oh. I'm going to go with the Eagles, actually, Ooh. I think. Um, <clears throat> I think really just watching them in that game against Pittsburgh, I mean, I think it's mainly, you know, I like the old school sayings, you know, defense wins championships. And I think the Eagles so far have proven that they have the best defense in the league and the Cowboys have the worst defense mm-hmm. in the entire NFL. So, and I don't think that Andy Dalton is going to be able to engineer those comebacks like Dak Prescott did, which I mean, I know, I mean, I will say this about Dak Prescott's stats. I mean, I know we've talked about this in the messenger, but like, you know, all those like 415, like 500 yard performances, like it's pretty easy to get those when you're you're losing by like 25 with one quarter to go, and all the other team is doing is playing prevent defense. So I don't think Andy Dalton is going to be able to put up those kinds of numbers and put up that you know get the performances needed to overcome how absolutely atrocious the defense is. So. If for the Eagles, like the defense is the strong part of this team. If they're, I mean, their offensive line did a good job at keeping the best pass rushing team in the league from getting to Carson Wentz. I mean, I think he was only sacked like three times, which I mean, when you're playing the Steelers, that's that's good, mm-hmm. considering how many great pass rushers they have. So if the offensive line continue to hold, can continue to hold up like that, and I think they just need to avoid situations where they're getting down because you know just get it to Miles Sanders, let him carry most of the load, and I think the Eagles actually win the division mm. uh eric i think i know what eric's gonna say but <laughs> eric be bold keep your giants pick <laughs> you know what i'm sticking with it <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> i mean that would be that would be really bold maybe if they still had Saquon barkley that, that'd be worth like, that'd be worth like 100 points on the lock if you pick the giants <laughs> seriously <laughs> No, but what probably will be surprising here though is i'm in agreement with connor and like Susan's really going to kill me now, but I, <laughs> I, I uh, at least with the, at least with the Giants thing, that was like a presentation, you know, for entertainment purposes. Yeah, yeah. But, but in my actual, I I picked the Cowboys before the season started, but I just didn't expect their defense to be this bad. And maybe they do, you know, rally the troops and do it for that kind of thing. But 
I don't know, man. I know the Eagles have a lot of injuries, but they will be getting guys back. And I think once they're starting to get some of their weapons back and everything, that they're just only going to get better. And I just the fact that the defense, the Cowboys' defense, even let the Giants hang thirty-four on them is just a really, really bad sign for them going forward. So uh, I, I really feel like the Eagles have the best chance to win that division. Yeah. All right. That's that's interesting to hear from you guys on on uh, who you really think. <laughs> but, real uh, thoughts. <laughs> tell us who you tell us what you really think. Uh, so let's take a look here. We're going to do one cover one game from this past week, uh, kind of like last week where we did uh, Cowboys Browns. But for this one, we're going to do a lockboard pick of mine. That's the Dolphins 49ers game. Uh, Miami absolutely trounced San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> they uh they they trounced San Francisco 43-17 in San Francisco too, uh which has made it more difficult. But uh Jimmy G benched in this game for I think CJ Beathard or something like that. Yeah, it was Beathard who came in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't uh, know if Nick Mullins came in after that or not, but I don't it know. was originally <laughs> Beathard. <laughs> um, yeah, San Francisco. When I look at this, I, I'm similar to, uh, to my reaction. Oh God! Uh, similar to my reaction last <laughs> week. That was like a burnt cough at the same time. I don't know what you call those, but <laughs> sports blooper reel over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, if I, if I'm gonna have to pick a side here, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say San Francisco's just more. San Francisco's worse. I mean. The quarterback situation is so bad there. Jimmy G, if he got benched, it's looking like this could be the last season of his his time in San Francisco. It's really reminding me of like a Blake Bortles thing where he had a good season, then they gave him a big deal, and then now they're regretting it because they realized that the defense actually was one thing that carried them. Um, <laughs> so this is Blake Bortles 2.0 in San Francisco, and being a Jags fan, uh, I know how that goes. Um, but San Francisco, I will say the, the thing San Francisco has going for them that the Jags don't is they have good coaches and good management. So they have a better future, but they got to have a future without Jimmy G. And I think this game against Miami, and Miami's a bad defense too. The, don't get this wrong. Miami, Miami's got a really bad run defense, and they weren't stopping the run, but they got so far behind that they had to start throwing it. And the San Francisco defense is just not what they were before. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I know he has his days and all, but it's inexcusable to have, to give up that many points. Uh, the offense turned the ball over a lot, I know, but the defense, there were so many times. There was, early in the game, there was like a third and 15 at the goal line, and they got a touchdown. Like, you can't do that if you're supposed to be, from last year, like the best defense in the NFL or second best. So, um that's my thing is I think the San Francisco 49ers and I predicted this beginning of the season. I said Super Bowl hangover is going to happen with them and uh, they're in danger of missing the playoffs if they keep this up. Miami, it's a good story. They're doing good things. Um, but at the end of the day, I, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick has a ceiling. Um, <laughs> and his ceiling is maybe two or three more games like he played last week. Because he already had a couple of them this season against Jacksonville, and now here, so um, two is it, it, he's definitely keeping his job. Though we're gonna have to wait to see Tua till later in the year. But um, uh, this is more of an indication of San Francisco. Uh, Connor, where do you stand on this? 
Yeah, I definitely have to agree that I think it's more of an indication of San Francisco than it is of Miami because, I mean, you're right about Fitzpatrick having a ceiling because, you know, he, he'll he probably have a good game this upcoming week when they're playing the Jets. But, I mean, I don't know who they're playing. Let me look at their schedule really quick. But They actually have, like, the Jets twice in, like, four weeks, I think, or something Which, like I mean, that. you know, that's, that's pretty easy uh, games right yeah. there. But, I mean, because I think they have – did they, did they play the Broncos after that? No, oh, they play the. No, they play the. What am I looking at here? They're playing the Jets this week, aren't they? Yeah, they're playing the Jets this week. Unless the NFL has changed their schedule. Oh, I, well, they might have because it says that they're playing the uh, the Broncos this week. Well, I thought the Broncos were playing the Steelers or uh, the Patriots. Oh yeah, true. true, 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 true. Yeah, okay, they must have not changed it. Anyway, but. I mean, the thing about him is that, like, you know, like you said, he'll have these good games, but then, like, he'll come out and have a performance where he throws six interceptions. Like, you know, I mean, I, I can attest to that one. I, I was the lucky beneficiary one year in uh, fantasy football when I had the defense that he went up against and he threw six interceptions, and that defense got, like, 35 points, which anytime your defense is scoring 35 points in fantasy football, then you're probably winning. So, um, but, yeah, I... With the 49ers, it's just like the defense is just not the same without Nick Bosa and uh, and Foster being on the D on the D line, and you know they just can't. I think it's kind of exposing the secondary really for San Francisco because I think you know people were so focused on how good that front seven was, or mm-hmm. I guess like they call it front eight nowadays, but like you know they were so focused on how good the linebackers and the D line were that they forgot that the secondary might have been a bit mediocre. <laughs> Because, you know, you can get saved by having a bad secondary if you're getting to the quarterback every other play, like, you know. So, I definitely think that it is San Francisco's bad. I don't know where their offense is going to go because, I mean, Mostert had a good game, but they had to go away from him because they were so far behind. So, I mean, and who knows, you know, this is the quarterback carousel with Jimmy G and Beathard and Nick Mullins, so... Um, yeah, I think it's the 49ers are bad. Nate, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think, um, I think it's a little bit of both. I'm, I'm, the Dolphins have definitely been winning more than I expected coming into this year. But, um, yeah, I think the Niners are just not in a great spot right now. Obviously, the injuries have hurt them on defense. They're not having the same pass rush they did last year. But, um, I like what you guys said about how it kind of is like what the Jags went through. I think it's right on the head when their defense isn't mm-hmm. as, as effective and they paid up for <laughs> a quarterback who um, really hasn't had to deal with much adversity in his career. I mean, he came in for three games on a Super Bowl winning um, New England roster and looked great. And then he's come to the Niners and had um, a great defense for last year, and which took him to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, yeah, I think they're, I think it's more so that the Niners are in a bad spot, but. Um, definitely give the Dolphins some credit for being a lot more competitive than I thought they'd be to this point. All right, we'll round it off with Eric. Uh, give us your thoughts, man. Yeah, I'm going to go a little different here. I mean, yeah, that's good. I definitely agree that San Francisco is bad. I mean, I predicted them in the preseason to get to the NFC Championship game. Definitely regretting that one a little bit. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I mean... Miami's two wins that they've had have been very impressive. I mean, obviously San Francisco is not as good and Jacksonville isn't good, but Jacksonville at the time of their loss had beaten the Colts and almost beaten the Titans who were undefeated. So 
I think pretty much everybody thought Jacksonville was going to win that game. It was on the and road. They, it was in Jacksonville. Too. Yeah, and they were on the road and they torched us. And then, uh, and while they have while their record is two and three, I mean they they've lost to the Patriots, Bills, and Seahawks. Like who are all good teams? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like Buffalo and Seattle, especially like most people probably have both of them in their top five in the power rankings. And they actually came fairly close to winning both of those games. So um, I think Miami is turning into a good team. I don't think they're an elite team or anything yet. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that, but they had a lot of momentum at the end of the season last year. And I feel like they're carrying it over to this year. They didn't let that 0-2 start phase them. They're 2-1 and since then. Uh, I I think Miami has a chance to you know, maybe do a little damage and be a surprise team at the end of this year. So especially with that extra playoff spot. So uh, I'm really curious to see what they yeah. do. But I will just say since the Jags are in uh, looking like we may have to try to get Trevor Lawrence, I will be rooting for the Jets, though, to beat them <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the next game. But it doesn't uh, Giants need to start winning. <laughs> don't think that's uh, going to happen but anyway. <laughs> yeah yeah so that'll uh that'll round it out for the football talk on the show uh hopefully you guys enjoyed that especially if you're an NS- nfc east team you heard one of us explain why you have a chance so <laughs> that's all you need is a chance even so. you giants fans there's a lot of chance <laughs> yeah so uh we we had another lockboard week of course as i said earlier uh here's how things went um i ended up getting five points nate got three points eric got eight connor in last with one eric since you won the week go over the locks you got right yeah so i uh i mean i have to admit the kansas state over tcu pick i mean that was a hell of a lot of luck with that one i just kind of <laughs> i just kind of well i guess after kansas state beat oklahoma i i was surprised mm-hmm. to see them be such underdogs to tcu so i was like i i felt like i had a chance but it it was more luck than anything uh (laughs) cleveland over indy though i felt pretty good about that pick uh i was happy to be able to get that pick i felt like i had a pretty solid chance of getting three points there and that ended up being the case so uh it's nice to have a winning week to be on the winning end of things and actually not be too far behind in the standings now yeah we'll look at the standings in a minute yeah this is the first time eric's got to uh present his wind for the winner (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i went over the current week standings but the more important overall standings here they are so we've got actually a tie in first place I really hope we this thing doesn't end on a tie. Uh, we might need to call. Yeah, what are we gonna do if that happens? <laughs> don't know. Have, like, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just uh, have the two losers just uh, pay the uh, winners. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but uh, the tie is between myself and Connor with twenty six points. Eric made up a lot of ground this week. He's at twenty two points in third place. And Nate still a distant fourth with nine points, uh, but he had a better week this week than he's had in the past. So uh, anything's possible. Still, it's still <laughs> if you get if you get three five pointers right, man, you got fifteen points there. So <laughs> that's true. Um, like this this thing is not over yet. Um, but with that being said, we have a new lock draft to make for this upcoming week. No basketball anymore. Obviously, the basketball season's over. So 
only between college and pro. But uh, Connor, since he only had one point this past week, is going to be drafting first. It's a new spot for him. And yeah, very new territory. Started. I'd been drafting <laughs> third and fourth the whole time. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so this has definitely been a a, dintra, a different state, different. Interesting. Blooper <laughs> <laughs> real. Blooper real. <laughs> I can't English right now. Um, this has been an interesting decision for me because I, I was actually, you know, going into these, I usually just kind of like would go off on my instinct. But this time I decided I would actually look at the board. And there's not a whole lot of uh, five pointers that are really like jumping out at me this week. There's, I mean, the only ones in the NFL would be the Jets over Miami or the Eagles over the Ravens or the Bengals over the Colts, which none of those really interest me. I don't, they're probably going to interest someone else. But, um, <clears throat> and the college, I'm just not as familiar with when it comes to some of these upsets. Like, I know they happen, but I'm not sure. So, with that being said, uh, I believe I'm going to start out my picks with a three-point pick going to college football. Let me get over here so I can type it into the thing. But I'm going to take – Nate's going to be very unhappy with me on this one, but I'm going to take oh. Memphis to beat UCF. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that'd be a – Nate, how do you three. feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the way they looked against Tulsa, I mean, that's not – might not be a bad pick. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's see. Nate's drafting second, so Nate, that game is now off the board, obviously. But uh, where where's the second pick gonna be? Um, <clears throat> all right. So I think um, I'm gonna go take an NFL game. I think I'm gonna go um. Uh, I'll just let me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. Sorry, I'm gonna go Chicago over uh, Carolina. Okay, I was looking at that one. Yeah. <laughs> Eric has been sniped. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is a trend or not, but it seems like Nate takes Chicago a lot in these. Um, yeah, so far, it hasn't really worked out. So <laughs> it worked for me one week, I think. But they're it, wor- it they're worked like for wild you. cards. Yeah, yeah. Falcons game they they won. Um, okay, so that's uh, that's Nate's pick. I'm also going to go NFL. I'm going to go Buccaneers over Packers for a three-point play. Um, that's going to be my pick. Yeah, that's essentially a pick em game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Eric, last pick okay. in the first round. <laughs> I was, I, that one I wasn't eyeballing quite as much as Nate's, but I was looking at that. So I'm actually going to head over to the college football side and take the only five-pointer that I feel like has a realistic chance of happening. Uh, I'm going to take Boston College over Virginia Tech. Mm. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Should have picked that one first. (laughs) Can we trade? (laughs) Uh, If yours wins and mine loses, then I'll trade. Okay. All right, second round now, Connor. Go ahead. All right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. What's the best looking? Because again, I'm not feeling these uh, these five pointers this week. Um, I mean, it's one of those. It's one of those situations where it's like you know, you know, upsets are going to happen, but like none of them look that good. <laughs> um, but I think. I am going to take 
the football team to beat mm. the New York Giants. Bro, did you even listen to my presentation about the Giants? <laughs> obviously, you bought Nate's talk. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty convincing. <laughs> All right. That's uh, Connor's first pick of the second round. Uh, Nate, please don't steal my next pick. <laughs> go ahead. Uh-oh. No pressure. Uh-oh. Um, I'm very tempted to go to college. I've been I've been burnt there a few times, but I feel like I've got um, one of these times it's got to work out for me. So I'm going to go with um, which one of these? I'm going to go for... I'm going to try and get some points back here and go pit over Miami. Pitt's always Ooh. good for a couple of upsets every year, so yeah, we'll they see are. if they can. I'd be speaking from experience with uh, the UCF game yeah. last year. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, and, and Miami had a big loss to Clemson, so I don't know how they're feeling. Um, yep. But I'm glad you didn't take the one I was eyeballing. I already know what Zach's going to do. I've been, I've oh, guess. Go ahead. Go ahead. Guess, Eric. What do you think? Go you're going to you're going to take the Browns to beat the Steelers. Holy crap! You got it right, man. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Dad, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, Eric made my pick for me. I knew it. <laughs> I am a psychic. Don't, if anybody, don't worry, Zach. It. You're not going to be getting those three points. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I guess I have to uh, reevaluate again. So <clears throat> it was like a snipe, but I, I should shouldn't have been surprised at that snipe. Yeah, you snipe me too. I mean, this this is there's not that many yeah. options this week. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. This is probably like the worst set of options I've seen since we started. I guess now <laughs> that we know how good these teams are and which teams are bad, the yeah. the, the odds are the point spreads are catching up accordingly. Um, okay. I would really rather see Tuesday's game first to really feel confident about this, but I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm going to take the Texans to beat the Titans. Mm. <clears throat> Interesting. All right. So I just so feel that... like the Titans are hella rusty. I feel yeah. like the Bills should be able to beat them. They're going to be hopefully feeling down and. Maybe now that Houston finally got <laughs> in, they'll hopefully they're feeling crappy. Like, or maybe know. like uh, maybe more players get COVID, but the NFL forces them to play with their backups or something. I don't know. Like, I, two <laughs> two rounds in, and uh, three pointers are mainly still on the show here. No one pointers yet. Let's see. Uh, let's well, see if that changes. I'm about to change that. Okay. <laughs> I'm a. I mean, if anybody's watched this before, they know I'm a huge advocate of having a safe pick. I mean, yeah, it's what yeah, it's are. what kept me in a tie <laughs> for first with Zach this week. So, um, I guess I'm going to take the safest pick in my mind this week for the NFL, and that is going to be the Indianapolis Colts over the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, Nate, I've got another one in mind. I hope you don't take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because um, Connor said that was a safe pick, and I was about ready to gamble wildly and pick. The, the well, you Cincinnati can. You can Bengals. actually. <laughs> you can do the same pick. Yeah, no, you can do no, it the other can. way. Okay. No, 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 you can't. Okay, do it that's, the other that's way. what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, we're not doing it the other way. Oh, I thought we were. No, gonna do it once the other you way. once you pick a game, it's off the board. Like <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. So my crazy um. Big point gamble is off the table there, so I think I will take the safe um, strategy as well. I think it's a smart idea, 
and I'm going to go um, with the Rams over San Francisco. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe. <laughs> Even though that's a that's that's only a, if I were a, a betting man, and I am, I would definitely put money on that. I love that. If I were a betting man, and I am, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> had to had to make it dramatic, of course. Um, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna keep the three point picks rolling. Gonna do another three point mm-hmm. pick. I'm gonna take South Carolina to beat Auburn. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think Auburn's played real good this season, um, and South Carolina had a dominant win. So, <clears throat> did I steal that from you, Eric? <laughs> no, I'm just. Okay. What I'm debating more on is: Do I want to take a one pointer and go the safe route, or do I take another gamble on a three point <laughs> play? So I'm. A little torn here on what to do. Let's see. I have a five and a three so far. Um, I'm well, gonna, the strategy the strategy changes too now that you're not like super far behind. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite as far <laughs> behind. So I'm actually going to take a three point play instead. Get a little aggressive, and I'm going to take Georgia to beat Alabama. Ooh. I was thinking about that, but I don't trust George's offense at all. <laughs> all right. Well, there you have it, guys. I'll leave it on the screen for a second here so you can uh, review all the locks if you're watching on YouTube or not. But like I said, next week we will be back to talk about how this goes. Hopefully I get to be the uh, winner. It's been a couple weeks since I've been that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, hopefully for – I mean – I will say I would love to be the winner, but I hope for Nate's sake that he is the winner next week because he's a bit far behind. <laughs> Same. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing him do good. <laughs> yeah. He's not he's not an immediate threat right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nate, Nate, we're, yeah. Uh, we're not rooting against you. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So uh, this is going to be the last quote unquote like basketball part um, that we talk about, like actual basketball happening. Um, so I'll just say a few things before we talk about the Lakers, uh, moving forward, we still plan on having this segment, but what we're going to be doing in replace of it, cause we've been talking about the finals and playoffs, but what we'll be doing is when the draft comes up, we'll be doing mock drafts and draft analysis, that sort of thing. And of course, when free agency happens, we'll do our free agency picks and free agency <laughs> analysis, things to draft basically. <clears throat> but there's a lot of weeks in between that aren't really having anything going on. It's like the off season right now. So what we decided to do is we're going to do sort of rebuilds for certain teams. And we're going to start with our favorite team. So my two teams I root for, Eric's got the Thunder, Nate's, uh, or Connor's got the uh, Hornets to talk about. Like Basically what we'll be doing is We'll look at their roster and their contracts and everything. Get rid we'll of see. Nicholas Bum. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have honor. Don't person, spoil it. <laughs> each, person, uh, each person who's a fan of that team is going to say, "Oh, I think we need to make these sort of moves," um, and try and make their team better. Be like the GM for that team, and then also, so we're going to do one team of our favorites, and then we're going to leave it up to you guys. So we're going to put Twitter polls up with a couple different options. Uh, each week, and whichever gets the most votes is what we'll talk about. 
And we'll kind of collaboratively work on that as co-GMs to figure out what needs to get fixed for that team. Uh, so that it's going to be pretty fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then, of course, free agency and the draft will be fun to watch as well. And then we'll have the season starting back up. I think New Year's or Christmas time, I think, is when this, the next season should be starting up again. And we'll we'll talk about the games that are happening then as well. Um, I'm, I'm excited. The, this NBA bubble has really like reinvigorated my uh, fandom of the NBA, especially early on when all those teams were playing. They were like doing games all day long. It'd be like game ends, another game starts, like... And it was quarantine, so you didn't have anything else to do. Nothing, no other sports to watch. It was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if you guys had like a similar feeling to me or not, like watching a lot more NBA than you normally would have. Um, any of you guys feel the same way that I did, or? I mean, it was kind of nice when I was not having to just watch the Lakers, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a nice change of pace for sure. I mean, I. It kind of reminded me, even though it was just the regular season at times, or even when the playoffs first started, it kind of reminded me of March Madness a little bit with the holiday games and all that. So, uh, I mean, obviously I didn't like who won, but I yeah. I had a good time watching it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so let's uh, let's now talk about what happened to one. Obviously, obviously the Lakers won in six games, which was my original prediction like two episodes ago. I said it would happen, and it did. Um, and I did predict before the season the Lakers would win it. This was a really interesting path to the finals for the Lakers. Basically, they uh, they played the Trailblazers one and five, beat the Rockets in five. Sorry, Bulls got next. Uh, <laughs> uh, they beat the Nuggets in five, and then the Heat in six. So this they never played a series that got to seven games. I think they were the best team throughout the whole playoffs. Um, it would have been really fun to see them play the Clippers. That's what everybody wanted, but we talked about what happened with the Clippers and how they were just not ready to play uh, bubble basketball, I guess. Um, and the Lakers, they would have some games where they, everything would just go wrong for them, but this last game six that I watched, and I watched basically all of it, it was over midway through the second quarter. The, they had like a 25-point lead, and I could tell there was two things that were happening. The Lakers wanted it. They were scrapping for every rebound. They were um, they came out with energy that I hadn't seen in the previous games. And you could tell that uh, the the coaching move, putting Caruso in the starting lineup, was big for them. That was uh, that was something really good by Frank Vogel to do that. Uh, and the Heat also just they just looked like they were done. I mean they were. The Heat were one of those like energy, like effort sort of teams, and they just completely gave up in this game. Like Tyler Hero shot um, an air ball, like that was seven feet away, and he was only like one of eight before the game was out of hand. And then he scored some more points, but the game was out of hand really quick, and you could tell the Lakers were not messing around, and you could tell the Heat didn't really want to be there. Uh, Dragic came back more to me as like a, you know, thing for his team sort of thing. He wasn't a hundred percent. Bam still wasn't a hundred percent when he went out. But I think even with those guys healthy, I think the same result would have happened. Um, the Lakers, I think, deserved to win this, and 
it's going to definitely bring up more discussions about like the GOAT debate. LeBron won finals MVP. He's now four and six in his finals career. Um, <laughs> and this was a big one for him. And, and I'll say this, I'm not a LeBron fan or anything, and, and I'm still the the camp that Michael's better than Jordan for the GOAT talk. Michael's but... better than Jordan. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Michael's better than LeBron. <laughs> Diamonds in the game. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, but... I, I'm still on that side, but um, the, the thing with LeBron is everybody's in this was, I'll say this was a hard championship to win. And the fact that it was so unique and it was a bubble and it was, you didn't have the home court and everything like that. There was no home court advantage really for him. So it was different in that aspect. Like uh, you really had to have a different focus and we saw the Clippers, Paul George couldn't handle it. So there's, I'll give credit to the Lakers for being able to do it, but um, this was there's no question that the teams they faced to get to this championship, it was one of the easier championships to win. But I think if you're looking objectively at LeBron's career, you can be like, okay, he got an easy opportunity against the Heat here, but a couple of years ago, um, he played a stacked Warriors team, and he was the only good player on that on the Cavaliers. So. To me, those sort of things like even out. Like he was a huge underdog a couple finals ago. He was a huge favorite. Um, those kind of even out to me. And and like I said, I still think Jordan's uh, the goat over LeBron. But I'm not gonna um, say that LeBron can't pass him. I mean, this was still when you look back on it and see how well he he played really good in all these games. Um, <laughs> And at the age uh, that he is, that's the biggest thing he's got going over Jordan is his longevity. He's been doing this for so much. I think he's played like uh, almost a season's worth of NBA Finals games. Like if you count all the seasons he's played in the playoffs and everything, he's played like over 20 years of basketball. And he's still going too. That's the thing is uh, if he if he keeps this up and the Lakers get another championship or two i can definitely be like okay maybe it should be kogo sort of thing um because obviously jordan never lost one but lebron's been to so many more than jordan went to and he's had such a longer career so it was interesting to see um see how this happened and everything uh i really i know connor and eric were really rooting for the heat but like i i didn't really care as much i've actually started to like my fandom to LeBron has really changed. I used to be so anti LeBron, but I'm the now later in his career, I'm starting to warm up to him because he's special. I mean, the the chances that we see in our lifetime, someone like LeBron's very rare. So I'm going to watch it until he retires. Of course, I'm not a LeBron fanboy or anything. like Zach is betraying us, Eric. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I mean it's it's something like you know when he's gone, like who's gonna be the next LeBron? Like you know, there's it's something about the great players of a generation. Like it's uh, as the longer they play on, you hate them in their primes and stuff. But then you start to have more respect for them, and that's sort of how I am with LeBron. But uh, yeah, this was interesting. Um, next year's gonna be real interesting too. But I know Lakers fans just want to celebrate this. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on LeBron? The finals path to the finals everything about it i'll start with eric first since he's our other nba main host (laughs) yeah well i mean obviously i have to give the 
Lakers credit for winning the championship. I mean, I've as much as I can't stand LeBron, I mean, I've seen people on Twitter and stuff, and I've seen other LeBron haters, and they're trying to say that, you know, this championship is an asterisk, and it, you know, it shouldn't count, and stuff <laughs> like that. And And to me, even as a LeBron hater, I mean, that's really ridiculous. I mean, they, they yeah, they didn't play a full 82-game season, but they still played a full slate of playoff games. They played every series best four out of seven. They dominated, you know, all the series, really. I mean, even though the Heat won two games, it still never really felt like the series was in doubt. I mean, so the Lakers dominated, and I have to give them credit for winning the championship. Uh, it, it is a real championship, not an asterisk. But in terms of like LeBron becoming the GOAT and stuff like that, I just, I really, this series against the Heat does nothing for me in terms of moving it closer. Mm. I mean, the Heat, I found out uh, some research like coming into this, so like going into the season, the Heat were 75 to 1 underdogs to win the championship so and obviously you can't fault LeBron in the sense of like the schedule the Lakers had you know they you 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 know when you're in LeBron and the rest of the Lakers players position you know you have to play the games that are in front of you you know it's not the Lakers fault that the Clippers couldn't get it done against the Nuggets or it's not their fault that Dame got hurt you know in that series in their Mm -hmm. first round against Portland I mean and that Dragic and Bam uh, got hurt, and in the Bucks, the I mean, Bucks lost, and the yeah, and the, the Bucks collapsed, and all that. I mean, you, that's not the Lakers' fault. So I'm not, you know, saying. I guess I'm, you know, I'm not saying that. I don't know why I kind of lost my train of thought there, but basically, I mean, the Lakers played the games that were in front of them, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they they did what they were supposed to do. Now, if they had had to go against the Clippers, or maybe if the Bucks had, you know, put it together and had they had to beat them instead of the Heat. I still don't think I would be moving LeBron closer to GOAT status or anything. I mean, I know, uh, which Zach didn't bring this up, and I was glad he didn't, but I guess just the one thing that, like, triggers me the most when I see people trying to say that LeBron is the GOAT is because of all these triple doubles that he gets. <laughs> the best step stats, in the NBA, Eric. <laughs> all these stats that he collects and all that stuff. I, I just I feel like are very overrated. And I guess the other reason why I can't put LeBron over Jordan and why I probably never will is because I and obviously the path to the finals, you know, he couldn't help that. But the path that he's taken throughout his NBA career he has had control over that and I don't I liked LeBron uh early on in his career until he you know had the whole infamous going to the heat thing and the whole like oh this is going to be easy and we're not going to win five not six not seven (laughs) we're going to win a million championships and all that and that just you know that's just where my mindset on LeBron completely changed And even when he went back to Cleveland, you know, he had Kyrie when he got back there and they got Kevin Love. So he had two, he had another big, he had the big three in Miami with Bosch and D Wade. And then he had the other big three in Cleveland with Kyrie and uh, Kevin Love. 
And then his first season in L.A. didn't really go that well. And then, you know, of course, he gets A.D. and gets a bunch of, you know, veteran role players around him. And then, of course, they win the championship then. But um, so I just I haven't really respected his path to greatness. I would rather have seen him do more like MJ did and just say, I'm, this is the team that I have and I'm going to win with this team. And maybe if Michael had been, you know, more like how LeBron is now and teamed up with other people, Michael Jordan probably would have won even more than six championships. But kind of like when KD left the Thunder and went to the Warriors, though, like I don't think anybody really cared about KD's championships with the Warriors. Like nobody really cares about those. And so it's hard. You know, I, I think most people would say kind of the same with LeBron, like with the Heat championships, you know, he had such a stacked team with those two teams and then kind of the same with this one. I don't think most people are saying, Oh, what a great, uh, you know, he had, to yeah, they, the so Cleveland many, one is, his he had to overcome sure. so many obstacles to get that win for the Lakers. I mean, so the only one where it's like, <clears throat> man, that was an amazing championship run was the three, one comeback against the Warriors. So, I mean, that one is where I give him the most credit. And I feel like that was a amazing performance by him, but, uh, I just I wish he would have taken a different career path. Like he's a great player. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he's like a bad player or anything. And I don't know when he said in the interview after the game when he was saying about it the Lakers and everybody getting respect and then he said he wants his respect too. I kind of didn't really like that either because it's like most mm-hmm. people already say that you're <laughs> the number 1 overall player or at worst like the number 2 overall player and the history of the NBA. So I don't really know what lack of respect you think you have. I kind of thought that was a little odd. <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then just, this is just another reason why people should watch shows like us instead of a lot of these like national sports shows. I hate the way the national media presents him it, it's like they don't even watch the games all they do is oh lebron had another triple double oh lebron had another triple double oh jimmy butler was the first ever 40 point triple double in the finals game and oh like triple double triple double triple. Oh, this is the first time the lakers have like you know I mean, the first time a team in the playoffs has won by 30 points with someone getting a triple double like whoa yeah, it's like all the, all they all the national sports media cares about is triple doubles and they're so overrated now the league is so soft now Luka Doncic is getting triple doubles, who's not a big guy. Russell Westbrook has been like averaging a triple double. He's not a big guy. Like triple doubles are so easy to get in the NBA now. I I they're so overrated. And that's all they talk about on the national sports media. And then of course to try to like get viewers and get ratings, you know, they're talking about is LeBron the GOAT now because of this title? And I was I was at work today. Uh, waiting on some pizzas to come out of the oven and I could see the TV in the distance and um, I couldn't hear it, but they had the closed captioning on. I think it was Around the Horn was on. I haven't watched that show in probably like 15 years, but uh, <laughs> that show was on. And some guy I never heard of on there, I could read what he was saying through the closed captioning and uh, I couldn't hear his voice, but it probably sounded something like this. He was like, yeah, it's just, it's really amazing to me that, you know, LeBron, you know, they call him the king, but people still underestimate this guy. I just don't understand why people continue to just underestimate LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, like, bro, okay, 
do you watch basketball? Because <laughs> I guarantee you, 99% of people going into the season at the minimum had the Lakers getting to the conference finals, at the very minimum, getting to the finals. And, and LeBron being in the MVP talk. Yeah. And now, like, I wasn't one that predicted the Lakers to win, but I still had them getting to the conference finals, even as a LeBron hater, and I thought the Clippers were going to be, like, the greatest thing. I still had the Lakers in the conference finals. Most people were probably like Zach and had them in the finals or even winning the whole thing like Zach had. Or, like, I know Connor had them in the finals. Yeah, uh, I had them losing people, the Bucks. Yeah, and so that was our, that was even before the season started. And then going into the playoffs, do you really think anybody besides Portland fans thought that Portland had a realistic shot of beating the Lakers? Yeah, I'm guilty you, of that. <laughs> I mean, well, but even then, even then, Zach, you were probably thinking, well, Portland has a chance. You Especially after game one. Yeah, you after game you one, were, I got it. You weren't thinking, like, before the series started, you weren't like, Portland in six, lock it. Like, yeah, no, you know, I you were, definitely you were like, Portland, You know, maybe Portland has a chance if some things go right. Maybe they win. But nobody was out there locking Portland to win the first round. Nobody was locking the Rockets to beat them. Except in the for Bulls got next. <laughs> yeah, except for like James Harden stands. Like no one else was doing that. Nobody was picking the Nuggets to beat them. Yeah. Like, and then even with sure. like the Heat in the finals, like Connor picked the Heat in seven, but it was more kind of like with Zach with Portland. It was like, well, they have a chance if things can go right, and maybe. So I think they have a chance. Connor wasn't like. <laughs> Heat and seven, lock it, heat are winning this thing. Yeah, like yeah. nobody was predicting the heat to win in the finals. Like, so who was underestimating LeBron? Like, I just I can't stand the national sports media. I know this is kind of way off subject and I'm getting into way of a rant the, here. The but... rant uh, light is on. <laughs> yeah, rant is on. <laughs> this could be best rant of the year by the sports anniversary, but I just I can't stand the national sports media. And this is why I continue to not watch it. I literally only saw that because I was at work waiting on pizzas to come out of the oven. So I took a <laughs> quick glance and that's what I saw. And I was like, okay, I, I was like, do people really watch this? Do people really hear this? stuff? Holy cow. LeBron's the underdog. Everybody underestimates him. Like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> no, like the, the, the national media wants so bad for him to be Jordan, but it's just, it's just not going to happen, but I've gone on long enough. I will, I will pass the torch now. You, you can tell how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's hear from Connor. And then uh, I want to hear from Nate too, because I know you might have something to say, Nate. So let, let, let's hear from Connor first. Talk about. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll keep it. I'll keep it brief. I mean, I, yeah, know, okay. I mean, I agree with Eric that I feel like this championship does nothing for me in the LeBron goat debate. Like, you know, it was clearly a stacked team that was expected to, I mean, honestly, you know, with Kawhi and PG being like, oh, it wasn't championship or bust. I think for the Lakers, like, it really was championship or bust. Like, anything less than winning the NBA Finals with the team they had was going to be a disappointment. So, um, I feel like that it doesn't do anything. And, yeah, I mean, the Heat just just ran out of energy. I mean, I think it's, you know, and the fact that Dragic even, like, came out there, it was just like, you know... I don't know if that that probably hurt them honestly more than it helped them. Like, yeah, it's like good for the team, but like, you know, why? Like, why are you yeah. like, you know, you got a torn plantar fascia? Like, yeah, obviously, God. you're not like, you know, <laughs> you're not going to recover from that in you know a week. So, um, yeah, and then also, like I said, the path to the finals, like it could have been a lot harder. Like Eric said, if the Bucks had not gone out, or if the Clippers had 
you know, not allowed the Nugget to they, the Clippers didn't fall into the Nuggets trap of being up three to one, but um, or you know, they could have just closed it out. So, I mean, I if my thing with LeBron is that like if he, <clears throat> I was saying that like I think the big thing for me for him that could elevate him in my book would be if he can get another championship somehow like the one in Cleveland, like say next season, like you know, Anthony Davis gets like a season ending injury or something and, you know, doesn't end up playing, but then the Lakers still go on to win the championship. That would really do it for me. Like, I mean, I don't know if I would put him above Jordan, but that would really like move him closer for me. I'd be like, okay, like LeBron, even at age, whatever he is now, like 36 or whatever can carry this Lakers team, like without Anthony Davis, then that's impressive to me. But as long as he's still got the stacked crew around him, I, I don't see it ever making a difference to me. And obviously, like Eric said, the whole triple doubles thing, like, I mean, who cares anymore? Like, they're so meaningless at this point. Like, you know, it's kind of sad that they used to be like this, you know, coveted stat, like, oh, you know, this is like the pinnacle of, you know, a game in the NBA. Like, you got a triple double. I mean, you know, and I, you know, it's not a quadruple double, but... You know, oh, it's like, like it's up. like playing 2K in like rookie mode and like right, or right. It's like you know, it's yeah, <laughs> right. And it's just like they're just so common now that it's like it doesn't mean anything anymore because they're not hard to get anymore. I mean, it, it's kind of like 300 yards passing in a game in the NFL. Like I remember back when I was a kid, like that was huge. If you could get like 300 yards passing, like you know, two or three weeks in a row, like oh man, like this guy is really doing it. Whereas now it's like you're considered mediocre if you're not throwing, <laughs> yeah, yards, yeah. you know, two or three weeks in a row. So, yeah. So I, like I said, I am in complete agreement with Eric on this. Uh, I'll let Nate talk now. Yeah, let's because uh, Nate also before Nate goes, you also picked the Lakers to win the championship of the game there. So you and me get uh, bonus points for that prediction. Uh, yeah. But uh, but tell us your thoughts on uh, LeBron, the the finals, and and everything about this. Yeah, no, I'll keep it short because you guys kind of yes. touched on a lot of stuff. But I'm I'm pretty much on the same um, in agreement with y'all on a lot of it. I think I really didn't watch too much of these playoffs just because, I mean, it was kind of, um, you kind of tell like the Lakers had a pretty easy path to the finals. And especially once the Bucks were eliminated so early, it was like, yeah, I was rooting for the Celtics. But, I mean, I didn't think they had a really a finals team this year. And... Other than that, I was like, who was going to beat, who was really going to beat this Lakers team? So I honestly didn't watch too much of the playoffs. And I kind of like what you guys said about LeBron. I think um, obviously this is great for his overall legacy, but it's kind of like, you know, he went to LA and everyone figured he was going to win a championship within two years because the talent he was going to bring in with him. So it's kind of like, um, you know, at this point, I don't know that he's ever going to catch Jordan in my book unless, you know, he. I mean, he's in year 17, so what else, how much more can he play? But it's like, you know, I think, I'm with you guys. I think he's definitely not quite Jordan um, in that respect. And, um, uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. not really looking forward to hearing about, you know, how great the Lakers are for however many months until basketball comes back. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, yeah. Uh, before, uh, before Zach wraps up the show here, that's – I. I don't know why I forgot to mention this too, but in addition to the triple double thing that when they said 17 season, that like triggered my memory too of like the other reason why I hate the national media so much, because 
I'm almost at the point where I hate the word 17 because <laughs> all I hear in like every press conference is, well, LeBron's putting up these amazing numbers in season 17. Or LeBron, now that you're in season 17, how do you, how do you feel about still putting up the numbers that you're putting up? Or LeBron, wow, for season 17, uh, you know, there's nobody doing this. Like, I've never seen anybody in season 17 of a 17th season ever doing anything like this. Like, it just, it, okay, he's in season 17. Okay, like. I don't know. Tom Brady was pretty good. Season, Peyton Manning was pretty 18. good in his 17th season. Yeah. Season 18, he needs to uh, he needs to join Dame in Portland, bring Portland <laughs> championship. That that that's his next task. <laughs> and just yeah, and, and have another big three again. Like yes, yes. Yeah, 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 him, him, him Dame, and, and CJ. Like, <laughs> well, him and Dame are like friends, so I could I could maybe. Here's the thing: is like. Uh, whatever team ends up drafting his son Bronny, I think is going to get him for his last season. They're going to like father son team. I, I think that that's going to happen. So but basically, it's acts like Portland draft Bronny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Season eighteen, they're going to be like, oh, season eighteen. You know, from the, the time, <laughs> if you were, you were if you were born in your first season, you're an adult now. That's how many you could vote. Oh, yeah, yeah, like you know, like Devonte Graham wasn't even born by the time like you started yeah. the NBA. Like you could smoke yeah. a cigarette from the year you started playing to the year you're playing now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, sorry. Uh, yeah. It's all good, man. It's all good. I could probably go on for like three hours about this, honestly, if I had the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, this is this is gonna be it. We're not gonna be talking about this every single week. So they yeah, just, we're not uh, the national sports media. We're not. Gonna talk about <laughs> no, they probably will be though. But yeah, you might hear talk about the Hornets next week. You never know. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, talking <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, all right, guys, uh, that's gonna wrap this episode up. Hopefully, you enjoyed listening. Pretty lively discussion. At the, this is a fun one to record with you guys. Um, but we'll be back next week with the same format as usual, and we'll see how the lockboard goes for everyone. Good luck to everyone on that. And until next time. Be clutch. Bye. See ya. Peace.